0: Holy this morning, and um, I have a teaching for you in this nice little book that's all written out that we're not going to get to today, (laughs) but we'll get to it (laughs) someday, maybe. Amen. Is that okay with you all? So this is Healing School, and I want to remind you of a couple of things that uh, we're not here to give you. Can you get the lights, Ryan, before you leave? Uh, We're not here to give you something that Jesus hasn't already given you. You already have healing, but we are here to take away everything from you that doesn't look like Jesus. That means every sickness, every disease, every broken heart, all of it. Amen. 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 We're going to take it all away. I'm going to just start with this scripture in um, 1 John Actually, I'm going to look at the scripture, and then we're going to go on to this. 1 John 1, 5. It says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. There's no darkness in God. There never has been. There never will be. There's no darkness in God at all. Amen. So any bit of darkness, and sickness is a bit of darkness, does not come from God, if it doesn't come from God, it's not for us. Amen. We don't want anything that's not from God. Okay. That's uh, 1 John 1, 5. Thank you. 1 John 1, 5. Okay. So I want to talk to you today about the name of Jesus. And um, thank you, Lord. I'm going to start with an E.W. Kenyon quote. And he said, The measure of his ability is the measure of the value of that name, and all that is invested in that name belongs to us. For Jesus gave us the unqualified use of his name. He gave us the unqualified use of his name. Amen. Let's turn to John sixteen twenty four. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. John 16:24. Well, we'll start in 23. <laughs> I was just thinking you would like that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's for Diane. That's a word for you, Diane. (laughs) It says, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Okay, so... Whatever, whatsoever we ask in the name of Jesus, whatsoever, whatsoever we ask in the name of Jesus, that is the unqualified use of the name of Jesus. He did not say whatsoever you ask in church in my name. He also didn't say whatsoever you ask as long as the religious people say it's okay in my name. We have to think about this. It's true. He also didn't say whatsoever you ask as long as you deserve it mm. in my name. <laughs> he said whatsoever you ask, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. That is the unqualified use of his name. Prayer in his name gets special attention. Anything that we ask in the name of Jesus, we shall receive. Amen. 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 So we want to look at what's in the name, and there's a threefold threefold greatness in the name of Jesus because. If somebody's name is mud, right? <laughs> a name that you can think of a name and it might, con don't say it out loud, it might conjure up like this person's word is no good or their name doesn't mean anything or their name brings terror or their name is, you know, they're, they're just a horrible person, right? And so when you say their name or when you think of their name or when someone says, I come in the name of so-and-so and it's a bad name, You don't want anything to do with it, right? So, but we can come in the name of Jesus, and Jesus gave us unqualified use of his name. So, what's in his name? We have to kind of look at what's in his name to find out what's so powerful about the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is not just a superstitious. Uh, thing that we tack on to the end of our prayers just to qualify our prayers, right? But the name of Jesus is great, and when we live and move and have our being in him, everything that we ask is actually in the name of Jesus, do you understand that? When we live in him and he lives in us, everything that we pray the Father for is in the name of Jesus because we are living in the name of Jesus. So what makes this name great? Jesus is great because he inherited a great name. His name is great because of his achievements, and his name is great because his name was conferred on him. So there's a threefold greatness behind the name of Jesus it's great because he inherited his name, it's great because of his achievements, and it's great because his name was conferred upon him. In other words, he inherited his name from the Father. Amen, from Yahweh, right? He inherited his name from Elohim. That's his, God is his father, right? So his name is great because of who he is by way of who his father is. His name is great because of his achievements. He lived a sinless life here on the earth. He did not bow down to the devil one time. He was tempted at all points as we are. He was tried, he was... (laughs) Man, he didn't give he didn't give the devil one little bit of room, wiggle room, no place. He gave no place to the devil. His name is great because he achieved taking on the sins of the whole world. His name is great because he achieved by faith taking on every sickness and every disease that ever was that ever is or ever will be. He did that by his faith and that has made his name great amen so his name is great because of that and his name is great because his name was conferred upon him because God gave him a name far above every other name when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand so he overcame death disease hell and the grave for us right he overcame all of this stuff for us and because of that God conferred the name on him, Jesus or Emmanuel or God with us. It's a name above every name. It's above every sickness because he defeated it. It's above every disease because he defeated it. It's above every death because he defeated it. It's above every soul wound because he was rejected so that we could be accepted. His name has all of that wrapped up in it, and the scriptures actually say that we are complete in him, right? In him, in his name. We are absolutely complete. So let's go to uh, Hebrews 1. We've been there before in healing school, but I really feel led of the Lord to talk to you about the name of Jesus today. So that's what we're doing. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 1 says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. In other words, a long time ago, back in the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through the prophets. In other words, God had to search the whole earth and find somebody that would be a prophet or a mouthpiece for him, and that's the way that God spoke to the fathers. There wasn't another way for God to speak to them at that time. That's how he did it. And then it says, "'Has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things.'" by whom he also made the world. So he's speaking to us in these last days by his son, who is Jesus Christ. God is speaking to us through Jesus Christ. Christ, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, I love that it says by himself, that means you didn't help him, you didn't help Jesus purge your sins, and you know, you didn't help him heal you either. You didn't take on those stripes. You weren't there. It's not by Jesus' and your stripes that you are healed. It's by Jesus' stripes you were healed. Amen. Doesn't that just take the pressure off of you? Amen. Sometimes we got to take the pressure off of ourselves in order to receive healing. Amen. So by himself, he purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Remember um, last week when we were talking about the paralytic man and Jesus said to the man, after they lowered him down through the roof, Jesus looked at him and said, your sins are forgiven you. Do you remember that? So then everyone's getting all in an uprise because they're like, well, who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus said to him, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the power on earth to forgive sins, I say to you with the palsy, rise up and walk. Take up your bed and walk and go to your house. And immediately he received strength and he rose up and he walked out of there healed. And Jesus was making the illustration for us that your sins are forgiven or you are healed are the same thing it's the same thing right and we know the word salvation in the bible comes from the greek word sozo and in the word sozo is your salvation your eternal life it's your healing it's your prosperity and it's your deliverance amen so there's nothing wrong with those people that preach the prosperity gospel amen because it's wrapped up in the word sozo. There's nothing wrong with the people who teach healing because it's wrapped up in the word sozo sozo and we read that it's not God's will for anyone to perish but for all to come to the saving knowledge or the sozo knowledge of Jesus Christ you know poverty will make you perish oppression of the devil will make you perish sickness and disease will make you perish and not having Christ in eternal salvation that will make you perish and it's not God's will for anyone to perish but for all of us to come to the sozo the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ the righteous that we are healed that we are prosperous that we are set free that we are delivered that we are born again to new life nevertheless you know we live yet not us but Christ in us we're born again we're raised to new life with Christ Jesus and this is God's will so when we look at this word and we say By himself, he has purged our sins. You could easily say by himself, he has purged our sins, our sicknesses, our diseases, our poverty, and all of the oppression of the devil. By himself, he was made sin with God, but he has purged all of our sins for us so that we can be made into the righteousness of God being made jesus being made so much better than the angels he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they right here in the word of god in verse 4 of hebrews chapter 1 it says jesus has obtained his name by inheritance and who did he inherit it from From the Father, from Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth. He inherited his name from his Father, just like we inherit names from our fathers. He inherited his name from his Father. So when you think about this, I'm going to look at these notes for just a minute because I have not looked at them for a while. Thank you, Lord. I have another, oh here it is. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. So what is wrapped up in the name of Jesus? What's wrapped up in the name of Elohim? What's wrapped up in the name of the I am? Our very existence is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. All the wealth of the eternities is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. God reveals himself through his names. He says, I am Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth. He says, I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'm your provider. He says, I'm Jehovah Rapha, I'm your healer. So God reveals himself through his name. Every characteristic of God the Father can be revealed in a name right? And it's every characteristic that God the Father has, has been deposited in Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God. He has inherited the name of God. So everything that the Father has is in Jesus. In fact, we've seen that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father, the express image of his person. So everything that the Father is and that the Father has is also inherited to Jesus, wrapped up in the name of Jesus, and you and I have been given unqualified use of that name. We can use the name of Jesus. We can call on the name of Jesus. We have the wealth of the eternities at our disposal. Do you understand? We have the wealth of heaven at our disposal. We can do anything in the name of Jesus. There is nothing impossible for us because we have the highest name that was ever given. Because we are in Him. We have been born again into Christ Jesus. At salvation, you are baptized into Christ. You take on Christ, or you put on Christ, right? And now we live and move and have our being inside of Christ. We take His name. Just like a wife can take her husband's name in a marriage, we have taken the name of Jesus when we were born again, and we have that name, and we can use that name. So all all of the Godhead is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. That is, everything that the Father is, everything that the Son is, everything that the Holy Spirit is, and everything that we are made into is in that name, and we have been given the name of Jesus. That's why there's no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. So another way his name is great are by his achievements. And we will look at those. Let's look at um, Colossians chapter one. Thank you, Lord. You know, you can be healed in your seat just by hearing the name of Jesus, just by calling on the name of Jesus. When you start to understand what's in the name you can receive healing right where you are in the name of Jesus. Colossians chapter 1, I'll start in verse 12. I was going to say 13, but for your sake I'm saying 12. (laughs) Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Who, Jesus, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature." For by him were all things created that are in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And Jesus, he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead." the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. There's so much in here. Oh my gosh. I'm not trying to get off topic here, but I want to I let you see something in verse 15. Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Who is the second-born? Born-again Christians. We we are like him. He is the image of the invisible God, the exact representation of the person of Elohim being the firstborn from the dead, 1 John 4.17 says, As Jesus Christ is, so are we in this world. 1 John 4.17 says, As Jesus Christ is, so are we in this world. Well, how is Jesus? He is the exact representation of the invisible God, The exact representation, the express image of the person of God. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. And as Jesus is, so are we in this world. That's the gospel right there. There's something going on in the gospel that changes you from one state of being to another. It changes you from the sick to the healed. There's something going on in the gospel here. As Jesus is, is Jesus sick? No. By reason of natural age, Jesus is old. He's old. And no matter how you look at it, he's older than you and I. Uh He's 2,000 years older than some of us. He's old. And he's not sick. Uh And no disease has hold on him. And as he is, so are we. He's the firstborn. We are the secondborn. If the firstborn is a type of being that no sickness can stay on, then what is the secondborn? If you have a dog and a dog and they have puppies, and the firstborn is a puppy, what is the secondborn? a puppy if you have a cat and a cat and the cat has kittens and uh, the firstborn is a kitten what is the second born a kitten because every seed produces after its own kind right every kind produces after its own kind so if jesus is the first born of the new creation then what type of being are you and i like Jesus, a new creation. Can sickness cleave to Jesus? No. Can um, poverty cleave to Jesus? No. Can sickness cleave to you? Can poverty cleave to you? No, absolutely not. Can demons cleave to Jesus? No. Can demons cleave to you? No, they cannot. This is who you are. See, when we examine the scriptures for what they actually say, we get something good out of it. We start to understand who we are in Christ and what we have. We've been given the name of God, and the name of God possesses the identity of God. Amen. Amen. We have been given the name of God, and the name of God possesses the identity of of God. He says, I am. Remember in the Old Testament when when Moses was getting ready to go and free the um, Jews from the the Israelites from the Egyptian, and, and Moses says, who shall I say sent me? And God says, tell them I am sent you i am sent you that's his name his name was inherited to jesus and we have inherited the name of jesus through salvation through christ we have inherited the name of god what does that say about you We have creative power. Amen. For whatever, For whatever we need, everything we need. Come on. Yes, yes. Yep. Amen. Amen. We have creative power. Amen. Yes. Yes, yes. to speak it into existence by His name. Uh, hallelujah. This is what the Bible is saying about you and I. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, By Jesus were all things created that are in heaven, which are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in Christ should all fullness dwell. And having made peace, Through the blood of his cross, by him, by Jesus, to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, or by Jesus, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you, this is where we come in, hallelujah, and you that were sometimes alienated, and you were enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. When has he reconciled us? No, it says it right here now, now on the cross yes but now not in the sweet by and by Amen. let's read that verse again verse 21 <clears throat> colossians 121 and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh Through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you are holy and unblameable and unreprovable in the sight of God the Father, how are you not going to receive your healing? It would be unjust for you not to receive your healing if you are holy and unblameable and unreprovable in the sight of God the Father. You are literally the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel... Which you have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister of. So his name is great because of what he achieved. He achieved reconciling you and I who were enemies of God, he reconciled us to himself. He reconciled us to God. We were alienated, and now we are brought close. We were sinners. We were literally sin, and through the blood of his cross, he has set us free and caused us to be born again into the kingdom of God. In Peter, it says that we're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that lives and abides forever. The seed of the word of God is what we are born by. If we are born by the seed of the word of God, what kind of a plant would a seed of the word of God produce? A God kind of a plant, right? We've got. I, I didn't know we were going to identity. I just heard, go to your notes on name, so... I'm sorry if this is a little all over the place for you, but I'm just following the Holy Spirit and letting him do his thing. He is in charge. Amen. So, and you who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. Now has he healed. Now has he set free. Now has he delivered. If you are reconciled to God, one with God the Father, what sickness can cleave to you? What pain can stay in your life? What disease can hang on for dear life? None. It has to go. I'm telling you, your sickness, your disease, your pain, it's in danger. It has to go. When you realize that you are one with the Father, one with the Son, one with the Holy Ghost, you are one with them, there is no sickness that can stay on you. The problem we have in this life is that our mind has been so renewed to death and not to life that we have Christians going around believing that we can get sick. That's how you get sick. You just believe for it. Well, it's flu season. I'm believing for the flu. Now, you wouldn't hear somebody say, come out and say that, but what you hear them say is, oh, it's flu season. I got to go get my flu shot. I got to load up on this cough syrup. I got to make sure I go and get my medicine. I got to make sure I go and get my stuff. Got to get all those cough drops. (laughs) Got to get my Vicks VapoRub every every year oh it's flu season I got to go out and get a new Vicks I got to go out and get a new cough drop I got to go out and get a new a new bottle of cough syrup every season and you know what they're doing is by their actions right faith without works is dead right did you hear me faith works for the good and faith works for the bad faith without works is dead and we have all these people going out and doing this work of preparing for the flu what would we what would our life look like if we would prepare for the blessings of God what would our life look like if we started preparing to be healthy if we prepared to be well today if we said you know I'm just, I'm just going to prepare for healing today. I'm going to prepare today that everything in my life is going to be set right. I'm going to prepare for that today. I'm going I'm to expect that today. Then my faith in that area is going to work because I'm preparing for it, because I'm putting works with my faith. Amen. Amen. I'm preparing to be well. Amen. But we have people preparing to be sick because they believe, they don't believe the gospel. They might believe that they're saved, they believe part of the gospel, just enough to get into heaven. And it's only in the past couple hundred years that people started separating salvation and healing. Did you know that? Before then, before people started separating salvation and healing, when you got someone saved, they received healing. Every single time. I heard an evangelist say that if he's out preaching in a third world country and they haven't heard the gospel yet, he just tells them Jesus Christ heals you and saves you. And you know what? They receive and delivers you and prospers you. And they receive it all right there. As soon as they receive salvation. I believe in Jesus Christ, that God raised him from the dead. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. Boom. Healing. Why? Why? because they were told that and we were told at least some of us were told that you know salvation is separate than healing it's not jesus even said to the paralytic you know thy sins be forgiven you your sins being forgiven is the same as you being healed now just because you're sick doesn't mean your sins aren't forgiven i'm gonna i'm gonna let you know that because i know how the human mind works Okay, your sins are forgiven you, Amen. but you have believed for sickness. I'm telling you, you've been lied to. Amen. You don't need to be sick. Amen. You don't need to be in pain. I don't care how old you are. Amen. I know people that are older than most of you, maybe, well, actually older than all of you, and they're still fine. And they could run circles around some of you. Maybe not Diane, but most of you. They could. <laughs> amen amen there's no reason for us to be slowing down and preparing to die and doing this long drawn well I'm over the hill now it's all downhill from here have you heard those things have you said those things do you, do you live those things or are you getting rid of those things Let the gospel get rid of them, right? Amen. We have inherited the name of Jesus. We are the second born from the dead. Amen. He has raised us to new life. In Christ Jesus and our spirits are a hundred percent the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and there is nothing wrong with our spirits at all you may say okay well that's my spirit what about my soul and my body well if you would renew your mind what's in your spirit would come through your soul heal your soul and heal your physical body Amen. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to get in there and find out what the Word says because as soon as you hear the Gospel and believe the Gospel, that's what you have. It says if you continue in the and in, in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature under heaven wherefore i paul am made a minister so you have heard the gospel that you are saved that you are healed that you are delivered that you are made prosperous you have to continue in that grounded and settled that means when something comes along and tries to tell you that you're not healed, you have to continue in the gospel, by his stripes, I was healed. And if you continue in that, you won't be talked out of it. You may know God in that you know you're saved, so much so that nobody could talk you out of your eternal salvation, that when you die, you're going to heaven, and nobody can talk you out of that. Amen? But can somebody talk you out of healing? Can somebody convince you that God wants you sick? What about the scripture that says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but God comes to have life and life more abundantly? Can someone tell you that God put a sickness on you? Can they convince you of that by telling you, you know, maybe God is trying to teach you something, you know? But it says in the Bible in 1 John 1 5 that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. When we think, let's reason together for a minute. When we think about heaven, heaven is where the will of God is 100% in operation. Is there any sickness in heaven? Is there any disease in heaven? If we want the perfect will of God for our life, we've got to line up with what heaven is doing. And that means complete healing. Now, the pressure isn't on us to heal ourselves, right? Jesus by himself purged our sins. By himself brought us salvation. The pressure on us is only to believe. That's it. We just have to hear and believe. Hear and believe. Hear and believe. We have to get to a point where we are fully persuaded like Abraham was fully persuaded. Doesn't the Bible say in Romans that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God promised he was able to perform? Can we get to a place where we are fully persuaded that what God promised he's able to perform? That we are that way with our salvation. We are fully persuaded to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But what about being fully persuaded that by his stripes we were healed? What about being fully persuaded that Jesus came to destroy the work of the enemy? The sickness is a work of the enemy. Disease is a work of the enemy. Arthritis, osteoporosis, Those are all works of the enemy. Heart disease is a work of the enemy. Adam and Eve were in the garden. There was no sickness there. Who knows what they're eating in heaven? Who knows if they exercise in heaven? And there's no sickness or disease in heaven. I'm not saying not to do natural things. I'm just saying that if you got where you are because you didn't do natural things, that doesn't disqualify you from healing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have gotten yourself in that situation, and it's not going to disqualify you from healing. Amen. I know that because we got ourselves in the sinful situation, in that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but that doesn't disqualify us from salvation. Amen. Amen. And even after we're saved, if we make mistakes, we're still saved. That doesn't disqualify us from salvation. So, why would it disqualify us from healing? Why would, if we get healed, if we mess up and do the same mistake over again, why would that disqualify us from keeping our healing? Some people think it does. Some people think it disqualifies them and then they they believe for the sickness to come back and that's why they get sick again. That's why they say, well, I was healed for three days and then it came back because they're believing that it's coming back and they're preparing for it to come back. But in Christ is no sickness. So there's no need to believe for it to come back. Because Jesus Christ, through his achievements, has already taken on every sickness and every disease in every way, in every shape, and in every form. Every one of them. Last week we talked about he was unrecognizable as a man because he had everything on him. He had cancer on him, he had arthritis on him, he had osteoporosis on him, he had heart disease on him, he had high blood pressure on him, he had shoulder pain on him, he had joint pain on him, he had brain tumors on him, he had everything on him, he had every deformity on him. He took them on by his faith. His faith is strong. His faith is good. His faith is the very faith of God, and it always works every single time. He, had, he took on every sickness, every disease, every work of the enemy. He destroyed every work of the enemy, and he has now reconciled us to him. There's a scripture in here that says we have now received the atonement. That your sins are forgiven you right now. You don't have to wait until you get to heaven for your sins to be forgiven you. So why should you wait until you get to heaven for your healing to come? Amen. Amen. You don't have to wait. So his, the things that Jesus did, Colossians 2.15, um, his achievements make his name great, Colossians 2.15. But really, we're going to start sooner than that. It's kind of a joke with me now too, isn't it? <laughs> Um, That we have been, in verse 12, we've been buried with him in baptism, wherein also we are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead, and you, everyone say, and me, and me, so and you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all all your trespasses. Having forgiven you all your trespasses. In other words, just like the paralytic man when Jesus said your sins are forgiven you, he's telling you today I have forgiven you all of your trespasses. And then you could go on to say whether is it easier to say your sins are forgiven you or arise and walk or that you are healed. Healing and forgiveness of sins are part and parcel. They are together. You cannot separate them because God doesn't separate them you are saved you are forgiven and therefore you are healed and then it says blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to the cross in other words as they were nailing Jesus's hands and feet to the cross with their big hammer boom Boom! over and over, driving that nail through his hands and his feet, there was a piece of paper on there that had all of our sins on it. All of our stuff was on that piece of paper and he was nailing it to the cross. They thought they were crucifying Christ. They were crucifying us with Christ. They were crucifying the ordinances that were against us, the things that were contrary to us. They nailed them to the cross. This is why it says in the scriptures had they known what they were doing they would not have crucified the Lord of glory because when they crucified him they crucified everything that was against us they crucified every reason you can't be healed it was nailed to the cross every reason why you can't receive healing right here and right now was nailed to the cross of Christ and therefore you are healed you can receive everything the the ordinances that were contrary to you he mailed it to the cross he took it out of the way he said one day there's going to be a person and they're going to be experiencing this sickness and they're going to have troubles receiving healing because of x y and z and I'm going to take that x y and z and by my faith Jesus says I wrote that on an ordinance and I stuck it on my hand and when they drove the nail through my hand they drove the nail through those ordinances and it is no longer a thing with you now you are free to receive all that god has for you he got his name because of his achievements we have to understand that he overcame death hell and the grave for us in verse 15 it says having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing Um, I'm sorry, I took my eyes off it, triumphing over them in it. He made a show of them openly. He spoiled every principality and every power, and he made a show of them open, open like an open show. In other words, there was a parade in downtown Eternity, and he showed everybody, this is death, this is hell, this is the grave, this is every disease, and every one of them has their ability to harm you chopped off. They can't get you anymore. I'm showing you all, for all of eternity, you can see the enemy has been defeated. Death has been defeated. Hell has been defeated. The grave has been defeated. Sickness has been defeated. Disease has been defeated. And we are no longer under that oppression. It has been taken care of. Jesus' name is great because he achieved this for us and on our behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is finished. It is so finished. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo! I'm going to see if we're going to keep going with the name or keep going with Colossians. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think I'm going to go here. And let no man beguile you. Well, let's go to, we've finished in 15. So verse 16, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward, What is your reward? Salvation, healing, oneness with God, your inheritance, the name of Jesus. Let no man steal that from you in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head, which is all the body, and not holding the head, from which all the body, by joints and hands, having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increases with the increase of God. In other words, some people are going to try to get you to do something called will worship. Will worship is when you are strong enough to abstain from things that you should be abstaining from, and you are proud about it. That's will worship. It's a voluntary humility. It's not true, it's not true humility. It's fake. It's fake humility. It's actually pride. It's being prideful that you are so good that you don't eat those certain things that other people eat. You may be experiencing health because you never ate those things that someone else ate or you never sinned like someone else sinned, so you may not be dealing with the same diseases that they're dealing with, but when you start getting puffed up in your mind, you lose your reward. You lose some of your inheritance. You lose because God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So when you start getting pride, spiritual pride, about how great you are and how great you've been able to abstain from this and withhold from that, you're worshiping your will instead of worshiping God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So don't get into that pride. Jesus nailed that to the cross too. Amen. We don't have to have that pride But we don't want to operate in it any longer because we've been set free from that. So we don't want to go back into that. Amen. Amen. And Jesus set us free from that. And that's why his name is great. He has the power to remove that from us. We have the power not to get back into it. Amen. He has the power to remove it from us. We have the power not to get back into that kind of a pride. Okay, so now we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 2 see what else jesus obtained or what he achieved he's a good lord and master amen Amen. Amen. hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, or just to be clear, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus Christ has delivered us from the power of the fear of death. He has delivered us from every disease, every sickness, everything. He has destroyed the works of the devil and completely delivered us from those things. By his stripes, we were healed. Completely, thoroughly healed. He did this, and that's why his name is great. His name is also great because it was conferred on him or given to him, Um, Let's go to Philippians 2, 9, I think. I'll say it, but when I get there, it might be (laughs) 8. Philippians chapter 2. I may as well. um, I may as well read a little bit. I'll start with verse 5 so you know who we're talking about here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we're talking about the mind of Christ Jesus, who, being, the, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So God gave Jesus a name. God highly exalted Jesus, and he did it because Jesus did something. Jesus was in the form of God before he came to earth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Before Jesus came to earth, he had everything, just like God had everything. And he gave all of that up and humbled himself to come here as a helpless baby. Jesus Christ had to have his diaper changed. Jesus Christ had to fall down and skin his knees to learn to walk. And he did this, he humbled himself. And he even became obedient to death. Now sometimes we have a hard time submitting to something we don't like. Even though it's for our good. Now death wasn't for Jesus' good necessarily. But he submitted himself to it. And because he submitted himself to it, God highly exalted him. Because he became obedient. God highly exalted him. And gave him a name that's far above death. That's far above every name that can be named in heaven and earth and things under the earth, not only in this world, but in the world to come. Jesus got that name conferred on him because he humbled himself and he became obedient to the very thing he was about to overcome. He humbled himself, mm-hmm. and he became obedient to death, so we don't have to. Amen. But we have to be obedient to the word. Amen. We have to be obedient to life, Amen. because there's two things in this world, life and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no gray area there. Either you're obedient to life or you're obedient to death. Jesus became obedient to death, so we don't have to. Now we become obedient to life. Death worked in Christ, and life works in us. Although we die daily, didn't Paul say I die daily? I put myself under daily. I submit myself daily. I have a will. It's the will of the flesh. It's the will of what my body wants to do. It's the will of I don't feel like getting up this morning. It's the <laughs> will of whatever I want to do. But I put myself under that. I I submit, I push that down, and I submit myself to what God would have me do. And when we do that, we're operating kingdom principles we're in the name of Jesus, and we're receiving healing. We're receiving eternal life. We're That flow of life is coming, and it's constant when we're obedient like that, when we submit ourselves like Jesus did. God highly exalted him and conferred on him a name that's above every name. Jesus, the name of Jesus, so he... He got his name by inheritance because he's the son of God. He got his name, and his name is greater by his achievements. His name is greater because he basically kicked the snot out of the devil. He destroyed him. He destroyed every sickness. He destroyed every disease. Whatever you're fighting, whatever is going on in your physical body, whatever pain you have, Jesus Christ destroyed it, and his name, Jesus, is above that. Because he destroyed it, he already achieved it, and when you say the name of Jesus, it comes upon you. When you call upon the name of Jesus, it comes upon you because you are using the name that has been given to you. Now, Ryan is my husband, and I'm his wife, and I, can, I have access to everything that he owns. Amen. Let's have some fun with that. No, I do, because I'm his wife right? So I could go into the bank and withdraw all the money from his accounts and go spend it however I want to. Thank God I don't do that without telling you. But I can, but I can, right? Because I have his name, because we're married. And when we have the name of Jesus, we are the bride of Christ. We have the name of Jesus. That means we can go to Jesus's bank account, and we can get everything, we can withdraw everything from heaven and use it. Amen. However we see fit. Whatever you ask, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He'll do it for you, He'll give it you. Whatsoever you ask in the name of Jesus. Now, through healing school, we're going to talk more about each miracle and pop those apart and really see like what's going on in the miracle Um, pretty soon we'll talk about the Syrophoenician woman and what's going on in that miracle we'll talk about Hezekiah and there's a lot of other miracles that we're going to talk about and we're going to see the anatomy of the miracle and all of that but God wants you to know today that you have the name of Jesus that whatsoever you ask in the name of Jesus, the Father will give it to you. There are so many ways in the scriptures that you can receive healing. It's almost ridiculous. How many ways can you receive healing? There are more ways to receive healing than there are to receive sickness. Amen. There really are. There are more ways in the Bible to receive healing than there are to receive sickness. There just are. And one of the ways you can receive healing is in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, the Father will give it to you that Jesus Christ is glorified. What are you asking him today for? Are you asking him for healing? Be bold. Ask. Ask him for everything. Amen. I'm standing with you on that. Ask him for everything. Don't let anything be left behind. But if you have pain in your body, if you have sickness in your body, and you need that to go, let's ask the Father right now in the name of Jesus. Let's ask while your faith is high. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name. In the name above all names, in the great name that Jesus got by inheritance, in the name that he got by achievements, in the name that he got because you conferred it upon him, we ask in his name, we ask for total healing of our bodies and for those that we're believing you for. We ask for healing. We ask for every pain to be healed, every sickness to be gone, every disease to be reversed and to leave us in Jesus' name. We ask for every symptom to be gone. We ask for every broken... Thing to be healed. We ask for every pain to leave us in Jesus's name. We ask that every joint be renewed and refreshed in Jesus's name. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus's name for 100% healing. If anyone needs healing in their brain or their, their nerves or their... Um, I think it's the nervous system and Lord is the God God is saying ask. God, we ask you for healing for the nervous system right now in Jesus' name. We receive it. We thank you that we're asking you for it and we're receiving healing. Thank you for restoring the mind. Thank you for restoring the nervous system in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your blood pressure, just ask. God, we ask for healing in blood pressure, that every blood pressure should be normal, 120 over 80, 117 over 79, whatever's normal, Lord, we ask for those normal blood pressure readings in Jesus' name. God, we ask for the the healing, healing of hearts and arteries in Jesus' name, healing of the neck, healing of your neck in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We ask for healing of the eyes in Jesus' name. We ask, we ask in the name above all names, and we know, God, that you will give it us now because of the name of jesus because of your word that is true and it is no lie we ask for healing of intestines lord we ask for healing of the the liver and the gallbladder lord and healing of the of the whole the stomach lord and any holes in there we ask for healing of ulcers lord in Jesus' name healing of the leg in Jesus' name Oh, hallelujah, there's a healing going on of someone's leg in Jesus' name. This, you've heard it before, I think, this affliction shall not rise up a second time. And you say, well, it's been a second, it's been a third, it's been a fourth time. No, it's not coming back in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, that it's not coming back in Jesus' name. You know, he said, whatsoever you ask in my name, that is what he'll give to you. And we thank you, God. Father, furthermore, we ask for immunity from COVID-19. We ask for immunity from the flu, immunity from the common cold, immunity from cancer, immunity from tumors in Jesus' name. We ask for immunity from problems with the lungs, immunity from digestive problems, immunity from hormonal problems in Jesus' name. We ask you to restore our bodies in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, Thank you because you have done it for us. Thank you that you love us. We speak health and life over our body. We ask for healing in our mouth, healing in our teeth, healing in our gums in Jesus' name, healing of the tongue, healing of the throat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Healing, 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 healing. Healing of the sinuses in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The whole head, the whole head, just healing of the whole head the neck the shoulders oh hallelujah healing of the back hallelujah take it all be strengthened with power and might in the name of jesus hallelujah praise god hallelujah father thank you thank you lord thank you lord thank you for the name of jesus thank you for healing us lord Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I think it's important to thank him because it keeps you in faith. (laughs) It keeps you concentrating on that you did receive it, that he did give it to you, and it helps you hold fast to that which you have received. Amen. So I want to give you guys an opportunity to ask any questions before we